Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio, it is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a, a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, if you want to chime in here on this program, you can get at us. On Twitter, that is the best way to do so. At Wesley Euler, at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Arthur Motes. Training camp is in the books. Two thirds of the preseason is in the books. We are off the campus of Saint Vincent College. No more trips down Route Thirty to beautiful Latrobe. Back in our friendly studio confines. Friendly neighborhood studios. I like it. How we doing on this Monday, partner? Man, let's talk about it. First off, I am really excited I got to see you today. I know. How about that? Because of the training camp situation, obviously I wasn't out there every day. And then that last week, the day that I was going to consider coming out there, I woke up that morning and changed my mind. (laughs) So it's been a long time since I've actually gotten to see your chipper face, man. The hey. smile. Shout out to the nice haircut. Man, I just I just miss being around you, man. So it's I agree. good I agree. to be back on one accord under the same roof, you know, at the same time. So salute us for that. But, uh, man, I feel good, man. Um, another positive uh, game in terms of regardless mm-hmm. of the outcome, win or loss, just in the sense of the development of this team, the growth of this team, the understanding of this team. Man, we're getting so much valuable information, and I cannot wait for us to be able to talk about that, not just today, but over these next couple of days, because that is the beauty of when you're talking about having actual football games being played. Mm-hmm. We never have a chance to cut through everything in just one show, but the the layers, the depth of information, the depth of understanding of these different players, the storylines that are being written, and in certain cases rewritten, I just really enjoy that element of this time of year right now, man. So I'm, I'm super excited to be in here with you, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um We've got real tangible ball to talk about, which is, you know, that's all we want. 
We're, we we just want to we just want to talk X's and O's. We've had a fun off season of speculating from the combine to the draft and and everything in between. But yeah, we we certainly are excited to be back in the flow of, of games here, back in our kind of um, regular season schedule and programming Regularly and all those different things. Programs. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we're back into our longer podcast style format of shows. So. Um, if we picked up any new listeners during training camp, which Hello. I think, which I think usually happens around no, that time, um, you know the the normal show kind of structure that that Mozi and I had been doing in terms of like your traditional commercial breaks, fifteen, 15 minutes, minute segments, five minute commercials, five minutes commercial, fifteen minute yeah. segment, five minute commercials. We don't do that during the regular season because we're hipsters. We're like the young crowd. Yeah, <laughs> we do twenty-seven. We do three twenty-seven-ish. You know, sometimes a couple minutes longer, yeah. sometimes a minute or two shorter. But instead of uh, the fifteen minutes break, fifteen minutes break, we kind of combine those and we do you know twenty-seven, twenty-eight minute segments instead. Better for your podcast listening is you know, that's what West this all said, gets back West to. said we're not archaic. We're a part of the new wave. That's right. And they do the new wave stuff for the young kids on the show. So that's why us young timers get to record like this. So shout out to us. Man, we're just a little bit ahead of the curve. You know, somebody got to go over there first to see, you know, what the situation is. We're just testing the situation out, baby. Mm-hmm. We're front runners. Mm-hmm. We're trailblazers. That's what they call it. That's it. So I'm excited about it. No, uh, no doubt. No doubt. I am too. That gives us more time to, to deep dive into all these things. Uh, our second segment today, we'll have our buddy Chris Carter. Will, Mama! Will join Migos. us one third of the Migos Sco-sco. here. We'll talk to we'll talk to CC, of course. Uh, you know, Motsi, I might even have to tell some tales of my first road trip with the Steelers. I hope so I mean, you got the fresh cut on, man. Ooh. Liverpool jersey looking nice. Oh, don't you? You quit lying. <laughs> I'm just you quit lying. <laughs> Careful, Mark Madden's gonna come running in here at some point I know, today. I know. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot going on, certainly. But obviously, the Steelers winners in Jacksonville on Saturday night. I mean, two and zero now in the preseason. We start. We playing the Super Bowl parade. I'm just saying, is it a victory Monday? I'm just warming it up, man. We got one more week before we have to be like in sync in unison when mm-hmm. we come here on Mondays. So I'm just making sure that I'm getting that. I'm planting that seed early. All right, early. Let me ask you this. You know, another uh, comeback win by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Different quarterback this time at the end, too, kind of conducting Ooh, everything. You're not allowed to talk about that quarterback doing anything positive. You know the rules. <laughs> Before we get into the specifics, just larger picture question mm-hmm. for you. Is that something that can permeate throughout the roster and be good to carry into the regular season? You know, two comeback wins to to start the year is 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 there, you know, any positivity even though it is preseason that you can carry with that into the regular season? Winning is contagious. You can never get enough of winning and the different styles of winning. Blowout games are fun, blowout games are cool in a context, but at the same time, you learn more about yourself, you learn more about the makeup of your team when it is like how they've had these previous two games, when you have to battle some adversity, when you have to be able to overcome, you know, some shortcomings or some potential mismatches. I thought this week in particular versus the Jaguars, we saw a mismatch. Their D-line versus the offensive line. All three quarterbacks at various points in times were affected by it. But at the same time, all three quarterbacks at various points in times found ways to counter that mismatch, whether it was the quick step, throw up the bomb to chase Claypool by Mitch Trubisky, whether it was implementing the two-minute offense when you're talking about Kenny Pickett, whether it was also implementing more bigger body personnel groupings for Mason Rudolph at the end of that third quarter, starting the fourth quarter to give him more protection. You could see the various things that all of those guys did as a 
in particular unit, but then also as a team, how the defense was rallying around as well. This is two weeks in a row now where the defense has been able to force a late turnover and ultimately help get the offense the ball back to go win it. Last week, we talked about it being Mark Robinson forcing the fumble. We recover it. Kenny scores. This week, shout out to my JMU Duke, Rondell Carter, forcing the pressure. Justin Lane gets the interception, flips the field. Mason Rudolph finishes it off. So when you talk about that context, when you talk about that dynamic, I think it is extremely important because winning is contagious. Winning is something that you have to learn each and every season, and this is giving those guys that opportunity as a whole, starters and role players, getting a chance to feel what that feels like. Yeah. And it's something that you really can't simulate in practice. It only happens in games, but that's the beauty of the preseason. You can get these mock simulations without it necessarily being the end-all, be-all ramifications of a regular season. Yeah, and I I think that's good, and I think you're right. Winning is contagious. Um, And now, you know, two games where I guess they played out a little bit differently because Mm -hmm. you trailed for a large portion to start that game against Jacksonville, where against Seattle you were up 14-0, and it was, you know, Seattle who was able to come back and tie that thing Uh, up. He goes talking about his boy Geno again. Well, it was more Drew Locke, if we're going to be fair. But Geno did start it out, though, that second second quarter. He did did start it out. Rolled the momentum into halftime. Come on, you know I like Geno. I guess technically, too, right? It wasn't two comeback victories because they did never trail against Seattle. I am correct in saying that, no, right? No, they did trail. Did Remember, they trail? that's when Kenny Pickett came back at the end. Touchdown pass to win it. Tyler Vons. But oh, no, it was, it was tied. tied. It was tied. It was tied. Right. It was tied. But, Fair enough. But two last-second victories, yeah, yeah or last-minute victories, if you will, um, I'm with you. I think even though it's it was done with a different yeah. cast of characters, even though it's preseason. And, and I'll also hit on this, too. Um, talking about last week's Seattle's game, remember – it was tied, but they did have the ball marching to go ahead and get the go-ahead and score. That's when Drew Locke had the fumble. So that's why I did feel point. like it point. was us trailing because they had the opportunity to go in and get the score. We just got the stop. I completely agree. All right, let's get into it now. Let's talk about these quarterbacks. Motsi, I think safe to say, and there's a lot of particulars to get to here, but but once again, I was encouraged by the quarterback play Saturday night in Jacksonville. Uh, Kenny Pickett stole the headlines once again, and, and you understand why there. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, another one of those nearly perfect passer rating type performances. Leads another touchdown drive. Some impressive throws there. I thought particularly uh, the one over the middle to Pat Fryermuth with a lot of pressure bearing mm-hmm. down on him. Uh, for Mitch Trubisky, I think it was a lot of, you know, he was running for his life out there at times, but I thought he was still able to make some plays early on in that game. You know what? I wanted to make sure to, to mention this. Let's too. talk about it. Let's talk about it. And this is why you play preseason football. And this is why, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting Mitch Trubisky to to get some more spin in the final preseason game. We'll, we'll talk to Chris Carter about that here in about 15 minutes or so. The chemistry with him and Deontay Johnson on that first drive there, Mitch makes a great play to elude a potential it. sack. You gets out of the pocket. Deontay's open downfield, and he just kind of stutters for half a second. Mm-hmm. But if him and if Mitch and Deontay have that chemistry and they're on the same page, that's, that's, a, bomb. A, that's, that's a bomb. That's maybe a, even a touchdown. That's maybe a sixty-yard yeah. touchdown. So I thought in the face of a lot of setbacks, Mitch Trubisky still showed some some encouraging things there. Kenny certainly. Mason is you know Mason is the one to to lead the the winning drive this time and and have that moment at the end. I mean, you look at what Mason finished with, bro. Pretty impressive. 17 to 21, 127 yards, touchdown, average six yards per throw. QB rating of uh, 107.7. Absolutely. But it's crazy that that gets overlooked. I mean, look at his stat line and look at Trevor Lawrence's stat line. And we know how it felt when we was watching Trevor move that ball up and down the field. 14 of 21, 133, 6.3 yards, sacked. 
QB rating of 84. Mm-hmm. So even on a statistical premise, it's like, man, you see what Mason was able to do. And he had a larger sample size as well, man. But I'm with you. So uh, is it like is it fair to say I continue to be, and I don't, uh, I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be an all-pro this year. I'm not saying that the Steelers, you know, suddenly have Josh Allen in the backfield. No, but Kenny Pickett, his comp is Joe Burrow. Remember that. Uh, you know, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe, so, they have, so, maybe they have Joe Burrow. So, so if, Joe, if Joe Burrow, have Josh Allen, you know, you saw what Joe, Joe Burrow's Burrow. done, you know what I mean? So it's like a direct correlation. At least that's what they tell us. I am, there's there's again, I think, you know, in our in our last segment and when we talked to Chris Carter, we'll discuss some of the things with the offensive line and, and, and the run defense once again, some of those things. But if you're looking for things to hang your hat on to be encouraged by, and you know we like to highlight the positivity more mm-hmm. than anything else, I I for the second straight week, you know that game ended on a Saturday night, just like it did at, at Acershire Stadium a week ago, and I left that place thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm more encouraged by the quarterback situation, by 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 all three guys. If there was a game this weekend and we were trotting any of the three of them mm-hmm. out there. I would be more confident now than I was last week. And I think, you know, realistically, that's that's what you want in the preseason when you're trying to work in a new era of quarterbacks and, and figure out who QB1 is and on down the line. Yeah, that's absolutely the case, man. We saw with all three of those guys that they are more than capable of winning games for the Pittsburgh Steelers this point, uh, at any point in time this season. I think if you're Coach Tomlin, you're excited about having that type of depth, even though you don't necessarily have the – crazy force multiplier high-end talent, I think you still have three really good quarterbacks that could help this team win. I mean, when they're playing the way they're playing this preseason, not turning the ball over, you have to also imagine, man, when they got the full deck of cards offensively, as uh, and in contrast or in concert with this defense having their full mm. gamut of players out there, I just think that you could definitely see this team be successful. Like I said, it won't be the prettiest at times, but this is definitely a team that can win games. And this isn't new in the sense of how they will be winning these games. We think that, okay, if the quarterbacks are able to show some of the stretching of the field ability that, that we've seen through these first pre, these first two preseason games, then great. But if not, we still were anticipating playing what? Suffocating defense, elite special teams playing. We're going to run this ball and work through Pat. So with that being the concept, we have not lost sight of that just yet. Agreed. We still have that very much on the table. I think the next thing is, can these quarterbacks continue to protect the ball when they're out there for larger periods of time? And can they protect the ball when they're being asked to open up the offense and take more chances vertically with the ball? Hmm. Because I do think in those two elements, we haven't really seen it completely rolled out like that in the preseason based on you know, the time of uh, the time of the game these guys are in, the personnel group and some players not even being out there. So it's a lot of that going on. But those are the two things to me that I'm going to be interested to see, man, once the season hits, how well we can execute in these areas because that will, you know, determine a lot of how successful this team can be. These quarterbacks start turning this ball over. We don't have, in my eyes, the type of team that can afford – multiple turnovers and stuff like that. I don't think we have that type of unit. I think we could get out of it every once in a while, but I don't think it's something that we can consistently do like we've seen in the past when you have such a high-powered offense or even a high-powered defense. So that's my, like I said, my concern right there. But as long as they protect that ball, man, I think that they'll be all right. They, they're they're going to have to play buttoned-up football. Mm-hmm. You know, we've discussed that on offense, particularly early in the season, mm-hmm. while the offensive line's trying to come together, while the offense is figuring itself out in this new era with a new quarterback, with, with Matt Canada probably having, we all think, some more freedom for the offense to operate. 
in his image. <laughs> Matt, Canada, 316. <laughs> hey, he told me he's called every call that he called last year. That's what he said. I'm first still- that's you know uh, the offense and his, that's my my favorite passage of the new testament is the offense in his image that's first <laughs> canadians 316 <laughs> i'm gonna keep saying that i'm gonna keep making that joke all right i like it though i can make that joke okay i like it i like it um that to me you know you're you're gonna need time all i don't think anyone is expecting this offense to be a mona lisa on you know the the september 11th in cincinnati when the season opens see i think people are going to be thinking that though you know how to, you know chapel? How, you know how people think man 16th chapel they going to be over here like if kenny was out there it would have been that well now that's true come on now we are we're barreling uh, full steam ahead towards some yeah. fun quarterback controversy yeah. and don't and don't forget about the ace in the hole <laughs> we need to call seven back seven would be better than this okay all right, uh, seven. <laughs> and everybody that's seven. smiling right now know exactly what y'all smiling because it's true. We're that's gonna get, going to be a conversation that's going to come up. If you the Steelers, know, if the Steelers don't beat the Bengals week one, no matter what what it looks like, it's right? It's coming up, bro. You know this. We need to bring back Ben. If call up David DeCastro, here, see if, if he's still interested. If seven and Pouncey was here, it'd be totally different. Jeez. You know this. You're you're gonna have to be buttoned up early on in the season because you're gonna have to do some winning in the margins. Yeah. You gotta have an advantage in the turnover game. You gotta obviously rely on the defense. You're gonna need some special teams oomph as well mm-hmm. too, right? Maybe a nice field flipping return. Well, we a have couple, been seeing some uh, we certainly some potential have. with that even in this past game. Steven Sims, uh, Gunnar Oshesky, Anthony mm-hmm. McFarlane, all three of those dudes mm-hmm. having very impressive uh, returns with their hands on the football. And that's encouraging because again, you're gonna need you're gonna need kind of all hands on deck in that regard I think early on in the season and we all know those first six games too there's some really tough opponents mm-hmm. in that schedule you have to go to Cincinnati you get New England you have to go to Cleveland in a prime time game uh what Buffalo there in the first six as well too uh yeah, I see how my Tampa. dog Dobbs is looking out there too just put some respect on his how name man Josh y'all talk Dobbs. about my dog Dobbs my favorite astronaut NASA in the building let's go uh. I'm sorry. He's my favorite astronaut. I'm too. sorry. He got me hyped, man. I, w- I was really watching that Cleveland game yesterday. Like, let's go, Dobbs. He's, hey, he's making it a comp. Believe me, on Cleveland radio yes. today, on Monday, it's, August it's, 22nd, they, they talking about they're it. talking about, you know what? Should Dobbs maybe start instead of Brissett? You saw what Dobbs looked like, Good man. For him. The, the, the elusibility, the tiptoe of the sideline, the throwing that rock. I'm like, yo, Dobbs. Hey. 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 Get, I see you. Do that the first two weeks and, hey. then, and then chill on week three. Hey. Now I'm, call, I'm calling for the reunion. I need Dobbs versus Mason week three. Oh, <laughs> Return to the scene of the crime. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, none of us, none of us, uh, I don't think, wish good things upon that organization, but you got to be happy for Josh Dobbs. You How do. epic would that be, though, bro? That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty that epic, would, That would be a great, in a game that's already going to have great storylines, oh, that, so that, awesome, ta- that would take it over the top. It would be yeah, so awesome. Certainly. Um, but you're you're gonna have you're gonna have to be buttoned up on offense early on in the season. You know the first third of the season while you're trying to figure all these things out. While the schedule is you know it's difficult. There's some really good opponents. A lot of mm-hmm. playoff teams in there from last year: Cincinnati, New England, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Teams that went to the playoffs, won their division. A team that went to the Super Bowl in there. Um, a couple of those games on the road as well yeah, too. You got go two Cincinnati, two Cleveland, two Buffalo. Um, to me. I think the the some of the ball security things are, are going to be huge. Um, I heard Billy Hillgrove said this on the broadcast Uh-oh, Saturday, or maybe I, you know what? Now I'm not sure if he said it on the broadcast just or if he, if he I'll just told he us it. at some point. But you know, Mitch Trubisky, only quarterback in NFL history with at least 50 starts, or in the Super Bowl era, Super Bowl era, okay. only quarterback with at least 50 starts that has never thrown a pick six. 
Now I need to go knock on some wood. I was about to say, yeah, I just why, why jinxed him. Say that, yeah. But there, there, I think is there's been a premium on ball security. Mm-hmm. You, you had the Gunnar Olszewski uh, situation Saturday night. But we had way too many fumbles on Saturday. Mateo Durant bounced one that he was fortunate that came, came right back to him. You saw Kosi pulled him right after right that play out. too. I was like, yeah, he does not play. Man. He was very fortunate that he that, does not that, play. that that bounced yeah. right back to him. But those those are the those are the margins. That's the mm-hmm. minutia where you have to be buttoned up in that early part of the season. You know, yeah. if if we want to win some games and, and get off to a strong start. No, without a doubt, man. Um, ball security is key, man. Coach Thomas talks about it all the time, and I sound like a broken record, but I say it every single time we talk ball security. You do. You're carrying our <laughs> hopes and it. dreams with you, and it's legitimate. Now, in both of those situations, it worked in our favor. Obviously, Mateo was able to get the ball to bounce back to him. He got what seven on that, mm-hmm. and then for Gunner, it was on the fourth and two. Anyways, I mean, Correct. he made a spectacular move to have a chance to get the first, but you got to protect the ball. It doesn't matter what move you're doing if your ball security is not what it needs to be. So, yeah, next time that'll be third and two Absolutely. and not fourth and now and it's two. a different conversation. Yes. Absolutely. But I even um, – I did want to even talk about from a ball security on a positive note. Man, I thought that Mitch – Showed really good ball security early on, man. Some of the ways that he was being attacked by Josh Allen, by that D-line, you know, he he definitely could have easily put that ball on the ground multiple occasions. But I do like the fact that he was very aware with that and make sure that he secured that more importantly than anything else. I don't care if you can escape if you can't keep that ball. Because at the end of the day, that's what it all matters, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was good to see him be able to do that while keeping his eyes downfield as well. Let me ask you, too, as we – as we kind of put a bow on this quarterback offensive line conversation before we get to our buddy Chris Carter. CC Migos. This might be a uh what am I what's what's the word I'm looking for? This might be a um what do they call it? I'm drawing a blank right now for some reason. When a rhetorical question. This might okay, be a rhetorical okay. question. But was that a message sent by Mike Tomlin uh how long he left the left side of the offensive yeah, line in there on Saturday night. Yeah, don't even look into that. Look at who started the game at left guard and then look at after a series who played the rest of that game until it was, oh, all right, guys, now everybody's out. Now you go back in. That was the first sign to me right there. Kendra Green got blew up on that first series, struggled on that second series. After that, we saw Kevin Dotson in there for the rest of that half and to start the third quarter. Up until he decided to take Dan Moore out as well, that's when we saw Dot, uh, Kevin uh, Kendra Green come back in. So, yeah, 100%. And I thought that the message was warranted. I thought when they were playing the way that they did, you cannot allow those guys to come out early because in the preseason, that is a reward. I'm speaking from experience. The players, man, we, we want to play, but we don't want to play. TJ Watt gets the sack Absolutely. of Trevor Lawrence. All right, buddy, yeah. good stuff. You're done. Right. We, we all know. If I go in here and I do what I'm supposed to do, six plays total. That's two, three, and I was two series, I'm done. Three series if I'm playing bad. But that's it. Those dudes were not playing well in any capacity from a consistency basis. And when you're talking about the offensive line, it's too important. It matters too much. So I do like the fact that Coach Tommy kept those guys in there to send a message. And even then, the unfortunate part was this. I thought that Dodson was playing better in that stretch. I still was feeling a little bit, you know, concerned about Dan. That was just the reality of it. And that's one of the things that when you're talking about his growth and development, yeah, he still is a young player. He still has a lot of room to develop when we're talking consistency, but more so when you're talking about him versus some of the higher-end talent. Mm -hmm. And that's the question. Can he play against the higher-end talent? No different when we talk about Akello uh, Witherspoon, Levi Watson, Cam Sutton. You could play corner, cool. You could play versus number twos, but what happens when it's an elite number one talent? That's why we had the questions about how George Pickens looked against those guys because we want to know. 
who do we have over here? Correct. And Correct. the same as that Dan Moore. It's like, who do we have over here? Are you just a guy that can block rotational DNs, guys that, you know, aren't double-digit sack guys? Or are you a guy that we can count on in some of those instances? Or do we got to go like how Matt Canada decided to do when it was Kenny Pickett in there and we starting to put two tight ends on Dan Moore's side playing very left-handed to protect him? You can get away with it in certain instances, but if I'm a DC and I'm play calling and I'm scheming that, okay, well, now I'm going to come up with different ways to create pressure off that side. And that's one of the things where it's like the cat and mouse in that preseason game, Jacksonville didn't adjust to Matt Canada making that adjustment right there. And you're not supposed to, it was the preseason. <laughs> and that's fine. But that is something that we will have to understand and have to potentially deal with when the regular season hits because DCs aren't going to just allow that. DCs are going to see that and say, okay, they're trying to protect them over there. Well, let's bring a little heat from over there. Then what about that now? We're going to bring one extra guy. They ain't got enough for that. Mm-hmm. And we know they're keeping extra guys in here. So now they got one less guy in the row on top of that. So it's those type of concepts that when you're talking about protecting the offensive lineman, you're going to have to get creative in certain elements. Sure. And that's the part where we'll see if Matt Canada is capable of doing that, not just in one game, but week to week. Because, like you said, when you do it this week and it works, what do you think every team is going to be preparing for after that? Mm-hmm. How to stop that particular thing and make you do something else. 100%. So. As, they, as they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whew. It's a lot to get to, I tell you. Come on now. This is pre- the fun time of year, man. I love preseason, preseason games. games, man. I love football. I love when we actually have tangible games and not just practice exclusively same to talk here. about. Because practice is cool, but for us, not everybody has the same luxury of watching practices. Not everybody was coming out here. Not everybody could see the OTA stuff. So when we're painting the picture. You can only paint it so right, much. You're, yeah. you're just listening and you're trying to visualize it, but sometimes it's a disconnect. Whereas now, everybody has the same access to this tape. Mm-hmm. Whether you watch it live, whether you rewatch it, whether you're watching it right now. Mm-hmm. But you all see the exact same stuff that we see. And now when we talk about it, you can tangibly think back on, oh, yeah, I did see this. I don't like how that looked. I did hear these guys talk about that before. That's what they were implying. That's what they meant. Yeah, these are some of the things that we're talking about. So when we talk about why we don't always just go full-fledged, start the hype train and keep it rolling. This is why, because practice is a different context and certain elements, but it's certain things that we could see early on where it's like, we might have to worry about this. This could be potentially something that's going to keep us up a little bit. Sure. These are some of the things that we're talking about. So we'll see, man, how quickly they can rectify that. But this is something that we could potentially be dealing with for a couple of weeks this season at the bare minimum. We'll talk about all these things and some more with our buddy Chris Carter. He will join us on the other side to break down uh, everything that he saw on Saturday night in the Steelers' 16-15 to preseason win down in Jacksonville. I'll tell you about my, uh, my first road trip. Yeah, we need to hear this, man. Down there to Jacksonville as well, too. Spoiler alert. Did you get arrested? It was hot. I did not get arrested. All right, that's the only thing. Did you get arrested? Listen, yes I'm no. a father now, all right? I'm getting into all these hooligans and shenanigans. So, so, so fathers don't get arrested. I've seen plenty of fathers get arrested out here, man. Don't yeah. you put that evil on me, Come Ricky on, man. Bobby. I was just double, triple checking, baby. Come on now. Spoiler alert. It was hot. All right, I like that. Hot is cool. <laughs> we'll talk to Chris Carter on the other side more as it relates to the preseason game as we roll along. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.